This is episode 234. You started this and I'm going to end it. Haha, coming to you atop Tone Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's the tone control. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Welcome to the Tone Control, the podcast where we talk about all things music and audio. I'm Derek, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Justin. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing great, Derek. Excited to be here and talk about some interesting topics. Great. Absolutely. So what have you been listening to lately? Well, uh, I've been listening to a lot of jazz recently. I've been diving deep into the works of John Coltrane and also been checking out some newer jazz artists like Kamasi Washington and Christian Scott. Nice, nice. I've been listening to a lot of indie rock and pop myself. There's this great new band I discovered called Snail Mail, and I can't get enough of their album Lush. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard good things about them. I'll have to check them out. So what's your main topic for today? Well, today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of analog and digital recording. Ah, yes. This is a debate that's been going on for decades. Exactly. On one hand, you have the warmth and character of analog recordings. But on the other hand, you have the convenience and flexibility of digital. Right. And there are also cost considerations as analog equipment can be quite expensive. Definitely, definitely. So where do you come down on the issue, Justin? Personally, I think that both have their strengths and weaknesses, and it really depends on the situation. For example, if you record a live band, analog might be the way to go because it can capture the energy and vibe of the performance in a way that digital sometimes can't. That's a good point. Um, But what about editing and post-production? Isn't digital much easier to work with in that regard? Yeah, that's true. Digital editing is definitely more efficient and convenient, but I think that there's also something to be said for the tactile nature of working with analog equipment. Could you imagine if we were like that? <laughs> Could you imagine there's, there's if like, we were... There's like two more lines on the next page. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. It was on the next page. <laughs> That's true. There's definitely a certain satisfaction that comes from physically manipulating knobs and faders. Absolutely. And let's not forget about the sound quality. There are definitely some people who argue. I hate AI version of me. (laughs) (laughs) Also, there's no way in a million years that I wouldn't have made some crack about manipulating knobs. Oh, easy. Easy. That's a slam dunk. This thing didn't do any research. It was like, so it's a music podcast, huh? Fuck it. So, okay, I deleted it, but I, so let me rewind. Also, I guess. it cuts off in the middle of a sentence here. Yeah, at the because end. I stopped. So, we made that, that little bit of tone, tone control. Juice. I don't even know. Folklore <laughs> is brought to you by ChatGPT. Uh, we made an AI. Yeah, you apologize know, to Matt, uh, who is horrified because yeah, he didn't know this was going to happen. Totally fucking with you. Uh, yeah, so absolutely not professional here. But I'm just picturing is someone tuning in and being like, hmm, yes. Tell me about digital versus alien. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the front door. (laughs) So, yeah, we threw, I threw into ChatGBT, hey, make a tone control, an episode of the Tone Control podcast with Derek and Justin. And that's what it gave me. (laughs) I like that it came up with a band called Snail Mail. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not a real, I mean, I I have no idea. I I would have Googled them. We got to. I didn't. I didn't have a snail mail. Actually, has so, an album called Lush. <laughs> yeah. So the first time I popped it into the into Chat GBT, I was like, "Write me an episode of the Tone Control and the Tone Control podcast." And I didn't give it any names, and it decided that Brian Wampler was the host. <laughs> <laughs> and the oh uh, yeah, and the um. <laughs> The, the co-host was an either made up or a name I didn't recognize. It's just absolutely uh-huh. ridiculous. That was fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was fun. I mean, right off, right off the top. We made it through the whole bit without losing Justin, and now he's oh, back. No. Okay. No. Anyway. 
Okay, that we give fun. it a second. Yeah, the internet was hiccuping, and but we, I'm glad we did that thing. It's it's like right off the top, um, Derek never speaks first because that's because <laughs> I'm in charge of when the screen transition happens and like stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like there's like a practicality of it. I'm the one pushing that button. It's not because Derek is not supposed to talk first, but this thing's like, yeah, just- hey. Let's and they've hey. got a say in our names right at the top. Like I think it's because I said Derek and Justin. I wonder if I flipped it. it said Tone Control episode with uh, Justin and Derek. If it would flip the order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but what's interesting I think is that it knew. It might be a coincidence, but it knew for me to ask you about recording. Yeah, yeah. And not the other <laughs> way around, you know. So right. um, get in with ChatGPT. It's funny. It's I mean I I don't know. It's. I'm trying not to be like. This is too, like, is, is this like the, the they took our jobs? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not worrying about it for real, but I'm also like, not not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I um, mean, I mean, I think that one of the most sincere concerns is that it kind of it's an it's the next rotation and reconfiguration and what has to happen with education, right? Yeah, that's that's why I know about it. Um, we yeah. talked about it a lot at work, and then. Not kidding. I had never heard about it before. We had this thing happen at work. I work at a university. And um, the next day, I heard about it from sources that are unrelated to my job. You know, I started seeing it in yeah. pop culture and stuff. I had not seen or heard of it once before this presentation at work. And now it's like, okay, the robot overlords have allowed us in. <laughs> now you're going to start seeing it. So I hopped in there. Um, I've been, uh, so, oh, there's a brewery around here in Massachusetts called Night Shift. They make mm-hmm. great beer. Night Shift hopped on ChatGBT and said, make us a recipe for a New England-style IPA. And it did. It spit one out, and they brewed it. And it's good, right? So it's just yeah. it's a good IPA. It's like all around, they said, yeah, we'll make it. So they hop into MidJourney, the visual the AI, the just art, the one, art yeah. AI, yeah, and said, make me, or no, I'm sorry, they went back to ChatGBT, asked for names of the beer. Okay. And what would you, what would a self aware AI name a beer kind of stuff? Mm. And they came up with um, AIPA. That's good. It's objectively correct. Yes. Yes. And so then they hop into Mid Journey and have it create a label. So they're, they're now selling this beer that's 99% created by AI. <laughs> right. Right. The only, the only human intervention was that technically they were told to do it. And the actual brewing of it, like the making of the oh, product. Sure. Okay. But like, that's a little weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the thing about education, though, is crazy. Is like we're talking about it in the factor of cheating. So yeah. like you get your people like, I, hey, hey, chat GBT, write me a paper on post-colonialism literature. Mm-hmm. Use these sources. And it just does. And yeah, it, how, it how does, do you How do you manage not, that? It's not like... Faultless, or yeah, yeah, like so. There was like a bit of a scandal because, I, and I can't even remember what it was. Some it was some blog, some some uh, financial news blog, or something like that. That was uh, a it was one of the big ones mm-hmm. who apparently had been running articles entirely written by AI for a hmm. while without disclosing it, and they were hmm. filled with wrong facts. They were filled like hmm. with bad, incorrect information, and now, eventually were they it comes doing out. It, were they doing it to see who noticed and like to? It as doesn't a thing? appear to be an. If it was an experiment, it wasn't like that. It was like an experiment no. to see if they could get away with it, maybe. But like it wasn't. Hmm. It wasn't disclosed. There was no byline at the end. There was no reveal. Like, and here's who questioned us and stuff. Because the thing is, they were being they were being posted as as though they're real. Yeah, and. In a setting where you wouldn't be, where you'd expect them to be real, and there are consequences to them not being correct, yeah. right? You know what I mean? It's not they're not yeah. fluff pieces, and even that could have consequences. And I don't know. So, so I, I mean, I, I hope some people are getting in trouble for that because the thing is, I hope so they, too. They also, yeah. they, they all actually. So one of the other detail was that they claimed, you know, in response to when this comes out and they ask for a statement, they said, well, they, I mean, they were being edited. They basically claimed that, oh, don't worry, like this was never like we were never just pumping out stuff without a human looking at it. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, guess what? You fucked up. A bunch of it's wrong, though. Yeah, yeah, you you weren't looking at it, or if you were, you're fuck ups. So, um, 
So this I don't know. Like, I mean, it's so you 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 go back. This is this is back to like the all these arguments of technology over time, right? It's like mm-hmm. you know you go back to and newspapers come out and suddenly everybody's like, well, no kids are people never go outside anymore. You know what I mean? And it's just like the iPad <laughs> yeah. back then. You know this this always yeah. happens. The calculator exists and it fits in your pocket now. Well, oh, we can't cheating. You know you can't. Education is doomed. And so I mean, this is definitely the latest thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And it'll you know, that's why I say like reconfiguration, you know, because there's there will be an answer to this yeah. soon. It, no, maybe not soon, but someday there will be an answer to this. Like there's an answer yeah. to the calculator, right? You know what this remi- that story about like a uh, mm. finance blog reminds me of when the JHS show their YouTube channel used a Kemper for over a year and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> 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 but did they? But did they directly tell somebody like this? Isn't this they is actually amp. this amp? They had an amp on screen, and but, but they the never said hearing, I'm playing through that amp. This is where I feel no, I find that there's yeah, a, so there's there's a like line a little, you can draw, right? Yeah. So what they did was, um, I think they may have done an episode on Kemper and stuff, and then after that they ran it for a whole year. But he's always used the same amp on this channel and it's always on screen. So you're you're safe to assume. It you'd be yeah. it'd be silly if you didn't assume that that's the amp you're hearing. It's a totally normal thing to guess. Did he profile but, that amp? Yes. And right. so what happened is at some point uh at least I'm fairly sure. I think that's what they said they did. They uh, you know the, the knobs start not being in the right position on the tube amp. Okay, to see if somebody's going to notice. And at one point they're like all the way up. And then they're yeah. all the way down, and <laughs> you know. And at some point, there's like a Kemper in the background of the shot, and it's like level lights are blinking, and yeah. nobody said anything, right? <laughs> like right. YouTube live streams, just regular content they upload. Nobody said mm-hmm. a thing, and they, at some point, they just come out like we've been lying to you. <laughs> so I think that's fine, and I think yeah, that's I funny, and I think it's the the difference is. Because they didn't say today we're demoing, you know, the basement, right? Right. You know what I yes. mean. So they didn't because he's lie. all doing pedals and stuff. Yeah, he's right. just like, here's what this pedal sounds like. So technically, and that's all, all you're their, focused on. All their demos are still valid. Yes. And it's just and it's it very proves funny. A very a very interesting point. <laughs> proves a very interesting guitar point. Totally. Yeah. Um, it reminded me all those years ago when somebody. I think overseas, somebody messaged us saying like about Kemper because we were talking about that stuff at the time when it had come out and said like, I have these three things. I want want to hear if you can tell the difference. Do you remember this? God, I really don't. Okay, it was, I was not even, I had just moved to New Hampshire, I think. So it was it was early, early days of huh, tone okay. control. And somebody had sent in three sound samples and was like, can you guess which one is modeled? And okay. we we did the thing on the show, and then surprise, they're all a Kemper. Like they're all Kemper profiles, and we were like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" You know? <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I don't remember that, yeah. but at the same time, I'm thinking in my head, that's that's a lot less interesting to me. No, you know, no yeah. offense to anybody. Well, this was because no, no, this was like the early. Like, have you heard about this thing called the Kemper? Okay, so it was it was legitimate yeah. for us to to not go. Are you sure, buddy? You know, okay, yeah, yeah. all right, fair, fair play, I guess. So yeah, it was kind of funny. I remember <laughs> mentioning it to a coworker, and they're like, "Well, that's very disingenuous." I'm like, "You're, you're missing the point here." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, for one thing, stakes are unbelievably low. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, almost almost not worth telling you about. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And it's more just like a conversation starter of like, ah, right. okay, this is mm-hmm. very real now. So that was that was fun. A little yeah. tone control history. Yeah, I mean, slow slow creep of technology does have these little ninety degree turns, I guess. Um, yeah. So anyway, don't worry. We're not going to start AI producing the tone control. Yeah, we didn't think that was good content either. No, but, but I, I, to, I might play around with it. was fun and funny to read. <laughs> yeah, I might play around with it a little more. Um, I was doing things like create an Instagram caption as user XYZ. Like I'd tag like as the user so-and-so, okay. a friend of mine, and see if it would come up with like their kind of voice their on social media. And it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's not super accurate, but it's like, ooh, I could picture somebody saying that. This person I know, I could picture them saying that. Those it's those levels of it's it's um 
it's like a, uh, uh, I forget, expert system. That's what it's called, right? Because this isn't, this is trying to seem like a general intelligence, but it's not. It's no. an expert system. It's an expert in reach, research this, you know, just, just consume vast quantities of this one thing and then shuffle the deck is essentially yeah. what it what it's very, very, very good at. Um, right. And so then I did it, it as me. I created an Instagram caption as me and it spit out like stuff about guitars. Yeah. And I didn't tell it anything about me being a guitarist. So it does go and it finds me and it, it right. sees what I do and it it makes a guess. And you can tell but, it to then so, refine the result every time. So if tone control was transcribed, then mm-hmm. you could probably tell it to, to write an episode and it would probably start to sound like us. Because that's, true. I th- that's what I think is my my because it's not this, listening, yeah, right. It's not. It didn't listen to, you know, two hundred and thirty three episodes of us, and then, and yeah. then come up with something we would say. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, it just was like guitars, huh? Or, or, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't even really get to guitars. It got it no. did music, and then, and then it kind of iterated on. Anyway, okay. We should, are, are we? Yeah, we could. We can kick this. I just, it was like, yeah, it was fun. Just a fun thing. I, I was like, can you do it? And then it's just, it's very fast. It's just line, line, yeah. line, line, line. It turns it out rapid fire. And I was like, oh my God, stop. So you're like, oh my God. <laughs> which is why we only have so much as we have. Cause I was like, I can't, I'm not going to do this entire, I'm not going to get an hour's worth of content just to like play a joke. So I think it'd be weird to have my eyes over here for the entire yeah. hour too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would have rearranged it, but so uh, anyway, what's going on with you, Justin? Are you doing any analog or digital recording lately? <laughs> oh my gosh, aren't I though? Um, <laughs> Tell me all, the pros and cons, please. The don't. pros and cons. All right, you know what? We're gonna do. I'm gonna plug the Pedal Genie. Thanks to Pedal Genie for sponsoring the Tone Control. Visit PedalGenie.com and start your wish list today. Heads up for later. The gift call is toast. <laughs> okay. Don't forget. Toast. Don't forget. Yeah, um I have been doing some recordings lately. I have I mean, I've been doing a lot of uh kind of random things um and and a healthy mix of stuff. But you know, if reflecting on the past couple of weeks, the thing that is on my mind is and I'm going to try to do this sort of as tactfully as possible because this is mm. technically a public forum. I've mm-hmm. gotten an unusually high number of uh, requests for work proposals and stuff like that, like new new client requests, and I feel like an un, uh, you know many of them, several of them were, and I mean, so so what's what's an unusual number for me? Um, like, like how like, many per week? Like so so more more usual would be something like six. Probably. So, so, okay. So average one one a day, give or take? Yeah, right. And I'd be like, all right, you know, things are going. Um, Easily 20 in in a week. And um, an an unusual number, many of them, you know, several of them are, are, I'm working with them and they're they're perfectly good people and everything. But several of them were this like. Oh my God, it's a chat GPT. It's not, but they are, (laughs) they are, um, what do I call these people? They are fuck boys. They are messing. Mm. They are they are wasting my time with their own self importance and unwillingness to even read my own my messages back to them. Like level wow. of of stuff. Um, and this is why, like a while ago, I'd I'd kind of um, gotten it. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you contact me as a client, you're one of the ones that was good. <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, like I, 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 I'm yeah. working with a bunch of good people, but there was se- several people where it was like, they don't answer the questions that I ask. Oh, and I literally man, got nothing. so, so tired of it. Cause I, I ask preliminary questions because I'm trying to understand what they are, but I'm also trying to understand like, is this a waste of my time? Yeah. Do, can You're setting I, scope. Can I help you? Yeah. Tell me about your scope. Tell me also about your time frame and your budget. People are usually happy to talk about the first one and less happy to talk about the rest. And they'll, or they'll just say as soon as possible. And I'm like, look, man, that doesn't help. You want me to work through this night? If you have several thousand dollars, you know what I mean? If you have mm-hmm. enough money, there's almost anything that I'll do for you if it's related yeah, and to as my soon job. As possible you know? can mean like, are you talking like by the end of the week or by the end of the right. year? 
Yeah. So, so then it, you know, there's a, a few of these people, it took, it took a different turn where it was like, they're not answering. And I, I grow tired of kind of dancing around it. And at the point when I have this many requests, it was just like, you know what, I'm going to be straight with you. I'm vetting you. And I know that you're vetting me and you think that's the only thing that's happening. So I'm just going to plainly say to you, when I ask you these questions, it's because I'm vetting you because I'm trying to find out if you are serious about the work. And, you know, in a non-disrespectful way, that's like, are we a good fit? Because it's not a commodity and there are people who are way more expensive than me and people who are way cheaper than me. And you're not starving for work like they maybe want you to be and would just take any job. Yeah, or if they've even thought about it that much. But yeah, like Mm. the... It is a little bit the mentality of like, I have this thing, I need it done right away and really cheap because I'm on a strict budget. And listen, if you can come through for me and it sounds really good, there's a lot more work waiting for you. I'm like, really? So you think that's a fancy way of saying if if I discount myself for you, you'll grant me the option to discount myself some more for you? Yeah. Like, that's the opposite of what I would do. Yeah. That's (laughs) it's a fancy version of like, I'll I'll throw you in the lighter note. Like you're doing it for experience, essentially. Like fuck off. Right. That's and not to a say, thing. And to say yeah. that I'll get to do more for experience later is like this is not. I, I'm not. No. I'm not Walmart. Like I don't. I'm not going to give you bulk pricing. I'm not going to work more for less. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so luckily, um, luckily that was not everyone, and I'm my calendar is fine, mm. and I'm I'm not super stressed out about it, but it was weird. The the few people where it was like, I straight up, but, but I do think I actually, sometimes with these things, you work out better language for it. So now my like grid of copy and paste responses that I use to kind of get quickly down to business with, with people, um, includes a few, like, I'm not going to dance around this anymore. Like if you don't know the answers to my questions, it's because you're not ready to talk to me. And I encourage you to go work those out and come back and, there's no hard feelings. I will still be here kind of thing. And that's sort of a polite way of, of Honestly, saying it really quickly. That's exactly, that, that sounds very similar to things I do at work. And yeah. those are just business things. Like those are just work things. You know, it's, it's got nothing yeah. to do with audio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know so, what is, I think you should do though, <laughs> is you should get like a little, go to a yard sale or Goodwill or something and get like a little four track tape recorder and then just get some <laughs> spare cassettes and invite them over and be like, I'm ready. Let's do it. And you just like <laughs> click record, be like, this, so this is what you're getting from me. Like, you want to waste my time? Guess what, buddy? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm I wasting know, yours. I know. And then you just be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> God, if I could actually like do stuff like that. Oh man, that would be so good. It's, it's so funny. It's, it's, um, I know. I, my, my whole like business position right now is like, take almost all the requests I get are expecting like an hourly relationship. And I think mm. a lot of people work that way. Uh, the online platform that I do most of my work for, that's, that's not when people don't find me directly, but they find me through this platform. Mm-hmm. They're sort of funneling people in the direction of hourly. Like you got to find the little tick box in the corner to change it kind of thing, um, which annoys the hell out of me. But um, yeah. it's always like that. And I'm all, so I'm always in that, in my initial paragraph, like, all right, here's my philosophy. You know, my product is not time. I am not going to let anyone come over here and then say, okay, what do you want to do? I am going to know exactly what you are doing and what you are. I want to know what you sound like and everything before you get here so that I've planned it all out because I've given you a quote. And my quote says, it's going to sound great. My quote says, I'm not just going to say, if you say it takes you one hour to perform your song, which I get all the time, it'll take me an hour. How much for an hour? And it's like, no, no, no. Like, how much for a project? Right. Yeah. You don't think about how long it takes because you probably don't know. And if you do know, you wouldn't tell me that it takes an hour. You know, you'd. Yeah. I think you'd, you'd be better off saying, like, look, I've got five songs. Yeah. Um, they're all signed, sealed, delivered, demoed. Here you go. And then you can kind of take that and understand, like, if they're a good performer and they've got it down or not. Like, you can, you can suss yeah. that out through that kind of work. And, and and it works yeah. for beginners too. I, I, I'm going to see somebody in two days who's um, I'm pretty sure she's never recorded before. Um, but I say I say to them like, sing into your phone, take a video yeah. or just an, an audio note. And yeah. she was like, okay, great. And she did it. And I was like, okay, I know exactly what to do. 
please come. We're going to spend, you know, two or three hours together and we're going to sing your song and I'm going to help you through. Like I, I listened to her song and said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to point out a couple of things that I think you should adjust. We're going to work on that together and it's going to sound as good as possible when you leave. And awesome. that's it. Like plan on being here for a couple of hours is what I said, but like, that's not what you're paying for. Cause I'm also going to mix. You're not paying for stuff. Yeah. It's not like you yeah. have to leave by two because your time slots up and you've got someone coming right. in at three. Yeah. So, and it, so it goes always. So, Anyway, that was, anyway. oh, I didn't expect to talk about all that right then. But anyway. That's okay. That's okay. A little <laughs> peek behind the Justin curtain, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, cool. How's, uh, how's, how's <laughs> probably being perpetually having a cold? <laughs> I'm feeling okay, actually. Yeah. Um, but now I, I posted in Discord earlier, I've had a day. Yeah. Uh, because I was up most of last night. Mm. Jack is teething. He's in the full throes of teething. All right. So like he's got a little little front tooth just like it's like yep. it has cut through. Um and he's not feeling very good. So that is irritating. It is irritating. And I'm I'm it's hard because I'm like, yep. I can only help you so much. I can't help you understand what's happening yet because communication is still not right. really what we're good at. <laughs> yeah. But you know, in in exciting news, he signed at me today. So that was fun. Oh, oh, so the um this, oh, yeah. uh, to squeeze we, is for milk or food. Squeeze means food. Right, 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 yeah. right. And so I, we never it did may be a coincidence, you, but I'm calling you, it a win. Do you do it to them like when you give them it's like um you do it's it, just conditioning. You, yeah. You do the thing to them when you give it, and eventually they sort of start mirroring yep. kind of thing. So I right was on. like I was getting a bottle ready for him. I was like, do you want milk? And he and he was like, I was shaking the bottle, which he's conditioned to know. Yeah. It's so coming. He can see it. He's like, yeah, he can yeah. see it. And he's like always excited about, like he knows the shake. He's like, yeah. He's smiling and jumping around, which is great. And I'm like, milk? <laughs> and he, he puts his hand up and he's just like, he's just like very deliberately closes his hand. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's not trying milk. to grab it. He's not reaching. He's just. No, he's not. And I'm across the room. I'm all the way across yeah. the room. And That's I cool. Like, I don't know if this is a coincidence. I'm going to say it's not because I need a win and let's just do it, buddy. <laughs> And yeah. so then there's like, you know, more and all done, just like these very preliminary signs sure. and stuff. And stuff that you might do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it, bud. So that was, that's what's going on. But yeah, he uh, I was like feeling around in his mouth, feeling along his gums and he fucking bit me. <laughs> <laughs> and he got me good. You know, oh, like Derek, I, you know what that's for. That's his mouth. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, I don't know what I expected. It was just one of those like, well, shit. <laughs> Can't blame him. Oh god. Yeah, I mean so, he doesn't know what that does. No, but he it was like <laughs> I was like checking if I was bleeding. It was yeah. that strong. Oh, and I was man. like, holy shit, baby. So anyway, <laughs> that's what's going on here. I'm really tired, but like I've been right. up since I think around 4:30. I'm not really yeah. sure. It's just that makes for a long day. It does. It does. You sets know? you up, sets you up strong. Sorry, my my and face I, is I, itching I, me. That's okay. I woke up and I looked at the clock and I was like, well, I guess, you know, like the day's starting. So I'm like kind of tossing and turning. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't, I have a meeting in four and a half hours from now. And I'm, mm -hmm. it's still morning. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? So I had a lot of coffee today and I'm doing okay. Sorry. All right. All right. Well, let's, um, let's friggin'. Talk, we got a few things we could talk about that's, that aren't AI-generated nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. I want to play something new. Let's play a little stinger thingy. That's an old one. It is an old one. Is that the Wampler Latitude? It is the Wampler Latitude. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. It's two wins today. <laughs> oh, I, I think of that as like when somebody tells me I want to or ask like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on chorus pedals or um, tremolo pedals? That's the one that's like top oh, yeah. three in the list a lot of the time. I just hmm. remember loving it. Cool. Cool. I think there's two versions of that now, like a deluxe and a regular or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. Anyway. Anyway, um, so what's what's news? What's good? Um, oh, so I guess real quick, we'll just yeah. mention next time for episode 235, Hank over at Rattlesnake Cables is going to be joining us. So Sweet. send in questions. I have, I didn't talk about this on the show, I think, but I ordered two Rattlesnake Cables. We've talked about them on the show before, I think, just in like a brief mention. 
Um, yeah, I think so we I got, were after the show last time or something like that. We yeah, so I got two them. instrument cables. I got two instrument cables and a bunch of patch cables because I was way overdue for some good patch cables on my board. So I got, um, here's here's the cable. I don't know if you can really see this on the video or not, but this is the cable. Uh, it is really heavy duty and it's braided. It's like wrapped in a nylon braid. So it's not just the raw, like rubbery exposed cable. So it wants to coil up very nicely. It is tough. It is durable. And on this one, I got what they call the snake head, which is an unwrapped section of cable. What's that? Probably of 18 inches or so um, for, because this, this nylon weave is pretty tough and it would definitely scratch up delicate finishes like nitrocellulose. So this end is uncovered and is just softer. It's the, the bare rubber of right. the cable. So it doesn't ding up your guitars. And I was like, I like that idea as someone with a few nitro guitars that they are very sensitive to things like that. So yeah. may as well. And they use super high quality nitric connectors. They come in a ton of badass colors. They'll do stuff like the cable color is one thing and the wrap color is another. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this one here that is, they call it oxblood. Whoops. Uh, it's a red cable wrapped in black weave. It looks bitchin'. Oh, it looks like so, the weave is red, too. Yeah. 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 So, um, anyway. So, Hank cool. over there. I don't want to roll this thing over. Here. Um, Hank over there is a great guy. I've been emailing with him a bit. And uh, when I ordered from him, he's like the master of customer service. And it blows my mind. So, uh, I thought, we don't talk about cables enough. It is honestly mm-hmm. a thing that is, I still think... Even though I'm excited for these cables, the least exciting thing to buy for your guitar. Because yeah, it's one of those you have to kind of the situations. Um, yeah, yeah. The the necessary add-ons. Necessary add-on, and they can get expensive, and it sort of feels like, well, if a cheap one works, what's the difference? Right. So yeah, the, the, it'll be fun to kind of talk about that. Because I, I would like the perspective for somebody who's making their business. What is the difference? Yes. Because um, there's a because you know there was a time when premium cable meant something absurd like monster, right? right. And I I remember that, and you know, and the sales pitch based around that, and yeah, you know, like I think were... the world's kind of grown past that now. I but agree. There, there's a legitimate. Um, there's a there's a legitimate you know, premium cable reasoning and stuff uh, out there. So Yeah, yeah. And he does a great job. He's making all kinds of instrument cables, patch cables, speaker cables, XLR, all that stuff. And like I said, just small company, really nice guy. And I want to talk to him about like, why should you care about cables? Because it is, it's one of those like the weakest link in a chain kind of situations with when you get into pedal boards and stuff. So yeah, anyway, next time, 235, Hank from Rattlesnake will be here. Exciting stuff. All right. Very cool. Um, something else new. Yeah. Uh, or, or old. <laughs> uh, that's a uh, Coneglia. Oh, was he oh, gonna guess? Nice. Matt, were you going to guess? <laughs> I didn't wait long. Canalia. Canalia? Why can't yeah, I ever? From, I can't uh, read it on my little tiny thing. Canaglia. <laughs> from Canaglia. Our, our, oh, I get it. I get why it's Canaglia. Stand up with my Les Paul? No, dude. It's just no. It's not a standing <laughs> kind of night. I usually will stand to podcast just because I like, like it more, but I'm just not. Just not. <laughs> <laughs> Just a no, just a no thank you. It's been um, a day, you know? Right. Plus, this is going to be quick, probably. Uh, well, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so I want to talk right. about, uh, yeah, the Canalia from Lollygagger. Duh, I didn't finish saying that. Okay. Um, <laughs> handy effects. I want to talk about handy effects. These these handy effects? Oops, I scrolled Those handy the page. Effects. Here we go. So. I found these guys, I found handy effects because I was looking up guitar pedal manufacturers in the great state of New Hampshire where I live and handy Mm -hmm. effects is from New Hampshire. And I'm like, sick, let's do it. There we are. So, um, 
they're, yeah, they make all your faves. You know, they make a clon. They make a couple fuzz faces. They make a clone of a DS1, which I love that idea. You never see that. There it is, the okay. Jacko. Jacko. Love it. And the one next to it, the transmission, that is the Hudson Broadcast clone. They make a rat ah. with a bunch of different clipping options and stuff. So the the clone up there, the Minotaur, is very cool. It's got two modes. One is like a the traditional K style, and then the other is like their version with like a high gain mod. Okay. Super cool. And it's got a switchable bypass, so you can go true bypass or buffered. The thing about clone style pedals is the buffer in those is is good a lot of the times. That's the, and, and that's the that's thing. What makes it the thing? And they've got two flavors of fuzz face, the blackout and the whiteout. And happy to report, I have the whiteout here because I... There we go. <laughs> See it <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Not behind my microphone. I bought one on Reverb for 50 bucks. Yikes. Talk about a deal of a lifetime, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So got this uh, whiteout used back in the home state here. And mm-hmm. I just thought we'd check that out. So they've got the, the whiteout and the blackout, and they're kind of just... Like two different transistor types of the same pedal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Neat. Um, I have my Les Paul. Boy, there's all kinds of stuff here. Muskrat. Yeah. All right. Muskrat. That's the rat. And I think it's got like a boost on one side or something. Um, yeah, it's got some stuff. Some stuff of some kind. Some stuff. There's a bass pedal. The Foothills is a bass overdrive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, here's my Les Paul. Right. I'm playing into my HX Stomp setup right now. The amp is a Dr. Z. Interstate Z, which is the Route 66, I think. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, I'm running the volume and the fuzz on this pedal all the way up because that's what you do with a fuzz face. And if you think that's wrong... I don't want to be right. Wait. <laughs> I don't want to be you. <laughs> sure. I'm sure Discord is just having a ball with that. <laughs> but it did really good for a few seconds, and then okay. and then it turns into like. It sounds like uh, you clicked on a phaser. Is what ends up oh, usually cool, happening because cool. Discord's I not. like, I don't know what to do with it. It's all right. Yeah. So what's cool about this pedal is that there's a pre-gain knob and a bias knob. And so you can hot bias it, cold bias it, whatever. So let's turn bias down. As it gets a little zippery, get a little gated. And if you turn bias up all the way. It's like too hot. It's kind of, it can't handle it. Like it's overloading it in a weird way. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then the pregain, take that down. There's everything at 10. So anyway, you can have some fun with this thing. I didn't have a fuzz face style thing. And for 50 bucks, I was like, I'll take a gamble on a local thing, even though I bought it used. But like, I'll take a gamble on, yeah, like, yeah, but you know, so- somebody nearby. The thing about fuzz faces, though, that's cool, is they respond a ton to your guitar's volume knob. Oop. I, I got to get some pot cleaner on this thing. It's been a little bit. Hear that crackle? Yeah. There we go. You get kind of crunchy with it. Get kind of. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's the whiteout from Handy Effects from the Grand That's State. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so they've got even this bit bit crusher business over here. Yeah, so that's a midi in and quarter inch out, and it just like is a... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a different kind of thing. The bit box, yeah, the big, and then the bit, bit blaster. was an actual pedal. 
Yeah. Um, I, I was just kind of looking around and I, I just, I loved the fact that they were doing a DS1 clone with like the Keeley mod. It's got like some famous mods built into it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's sweet. Like the DS1 is arguably the most famous guitar pedal, maybe. Well, I think that's it is one of debatable. Them. <laughs> what about it is. the crybaby? I don't... See, here's oh, what I think. Here's what I think. <laughs> um, you talk. <laughs> hey, you started this, and I'm going to end it. The um... <laughs> okay, you said the most famous guitar pedal. By the way, thanks, Handy Effects. I'm going to switch screens now because I'm not talking about that that anymore. I'm talking about this thing that Derek just said. <sighs> Um, I just like lobbed a grenade into this. The, <laughs> okay, let's go. Well, okay, no, here's the here's the ground rules though. Um, if you're talking about fame, the mm. people who play guitar are a fraction of the people who know a, what a guitar pedal is and are kind of exempt even from that argument. Well, okay, to I mean, a degree. I guess, Right. You know, I mean, the more you pay attention to it, the more it would be like, but which is the most famous is a weird question. Um, But just most famous is like, have you heard of Mickey Mouse? So I feel Mm -hmm. like, I feel like imagine there's a Walmart t-shirt and it's a punk kid. It does, you know, whatever, playing an electric guitar. And there's a, a, a faceless half stack that looks like a Marshall behind him. There's a crybaby on the floor, and it's it's like line art. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the thing. There's a wah pedal down there. That is the thing. If somebody's gonna say that there's a pedal that you plug your guitar into as part of like the human image of rock and roll, yeah, at large, yeah, I think so. That's what I think. Uh, what do you think? I don't disagree, but I also think any sort of box on the ground would qualify. It may not mm. be like foot treadle, you know, wah shaped. Yeah, um, but I think any sort of stomp box. You know, people yeah, may be familiar with box. that term. Yeah. If Distortion it's a pedal, box, you know. If it's a stomp box, then I agree that the boss shape is probably the one that people would yeah. think of first. Yeah. When you introduce guitarists into that fold, I do think it is one of the top three most yeah. famous guitar pedals. Like it probably. is, I had one. It was my like first pedal, I think. It's, it's kind of everybody's first pedal. Right, like I never it's had it's one. so well. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Justin. It's, <laughs> it's so but common. I was also though. in. I was also like in music and playing in bands for years before I ever had my own guitar, my own guitar stuff. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. So I I skipped steps. When we talk about ways. famous guitar pedals, as far as like um, awareness, I guess you could say. I think of not anybody gives a shit what I think. Uh, DS One, like Crybaby for sure. Tube yeah. Screamer, Big Muff, um, yeah, maybe Fuzzface, I guess, because it looks like it's got the look, you know. Um, yeah, the rat to a certain extent, but not as big maybe as the, the Big Muff. Yeah, that's probably yeah, and I think you could sub that in for any boss pedal, whether it be a Blues Driver or an SD One or something like that. It's just that yeah. that look. Right, it's like the boss pedal shape is more important than the anything. Completely unchanged My since nineteen seventy eight or whatever. Was- he says his first pedal was a 1981 DRV. He got his he got his first pedal a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's been been a wild ride since then. Man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I mean, I'm not here to talk about like the top five greatest guitar pedals of all time or anything no, like I, that. But I thought I think, that was sort of a suddenly interesting thing to mention because I have I a, just think like the DS1 is just it is on I said this a few episodes ago. I've kind of been listening to our episodes again lately because I'm not uh, listening to an audiobook at the moment. It's on Tone Mountain. You know, it is like up there on Tone Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Tone Mount Rushmore. Okay. Um, hey, did you see that thing? Um, did you get that thing I sent you? Did you see that thing? Uh, somewhat recently, somebody made a pedal that is just three metal zones in yes, one I box. Did. <laughs> yes, I it's again, great. a super high quality shit post that I I love the community <laughs> for. Again, you know, is it a real thing or was that like a Photoshop? Oh, I think it's I think it's just a mock up. But yeah, oh, it's, that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, how hard would it be? Come on. Now I will say, Rob Scallon, YouTuber who does some like really funny guitar yeah. content, went to the JHS show to bring it full circle and plugged in 
all of the metal zones in Josh Scott's collection, which is a metal zone like from every year or something stupid, right? It's like, <laughs> or, or every circuit change to the metal zone, which is like 12 metal zones or something uh. insane. And he plugs them all into like one of those like little like gorilla amp combo practice amp things. <laughs> Could you tell the difference between when he's playing and when he's not playing? <laughs> Not really. It's like certain frequencies don't pass through, which is great. So, like low notes just disappear, and then high notes just are it, completely clear. Right. That pedal probably has like some heavy filtering going on, and you, when you stack filters, that's what starts to happen. Yeah, I mean, and the middle zone does have yeah. an insane filter on it. Like the mid range on that thing is bonkers. But yeah, yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, I'll say it. The DS One is one of the most famous guitar pedals ever made. I, I just I love. This, I don't, it's part I, of the see, reason I got in with Handy Effects because you never see those cloned. Sure, sure, okay. I'll, I'll give you that. I think it's hard to say that the DS One itself is the is the like one of the most famous because I think if you ask anybody who isn't paying attention to guitar pedals already. They don't, they're not going to know the difference between that. They're going to say it's a boss pedal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think. Yeah. And yeah, like I was saying a minute ago, you could sub in any boss pedals. Like, boss pedals are the most famous pedals of all time, kind of thing. Right. And I I just, I don't know. I can't, I I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm disagreeing with you saying that it's the DS1. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that one is even the most famous. From boss? Like, I don't know. Am I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is really the most famous one from Boss, but... I think it's either that or the Blues Driver or the SD1, the Super Overdrive. Yeah. Because there's been like there's been eight delays, so it's not one of those. Sure. Maybe so this... It, maybe, okay, right, maybe right. the CE1. So from one. that perspective, you know, the, the, um, the, the layman perspective then it was like maybe they i i wonder i wonder this like i think they probably think the boss stomp box is the stomp box like that's what a stomp mm-hmm. box is um and if you ask them what do you what what effect is that what would they say that's i think that's that would be an interesting question do yeah. they say is it oh that's like a is it an echo? You know what I mean? Like, I wonder mm-hmm. if the average non-guitar player with the first effect they think of, maybe the first effect they think of is distortion. Maybe the second one would be like, oh, it's like an wah. echo because that's the one, or, or a wah, yeah, but like something that, that those are the ones that are going to leap out and be heard mm-hmm. by them when they're listening to music. Because I like, I talk to even my wife who's like, a qualified musician, you know what I mean? Mm. But when she listens to music, it's super different from when I listen to music. I am hearing aspects of the drums and humming the bass line, Mm -hmm. and she is classically human. She is the vocals. She is the vocals. That's why the vocals are the most important thing, no matter what you think. We've said this before. Vocals is often the last thing I notice when it comes to music. Um, I know I'm kind of weird in that sense, but... On the scale of humanity, you know, but probably not weird in your sector. You know what I mean? So that's maybe. the thing is like, if you say the most famous, that's why I, I bristle at that. Cause it's like, well, no, 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 We don't know what the most famous is. We can't conceive mm-hmm. of that because we hear things in the music before the vocals sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree that vocals are, are the most important, you know, in the <laughs> realm of popular music and production and all that. But I, I just... It's not the most important to me. Right, right. Um, overall, songmanship, I guess, is kind of the most important thing to me. <laughs> Songishness. <laughs> song, song, songfulness. Song. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> <laughs> like that one. Songfulness. <laughs> overall, songfulness. It's um, wow, that did not get caught by autocorrect. That's a word. Songfulness. <laughs> wow. Okay. Songfulness. Okay. Huh. It's um. <laughs> Obviously, as a guitarist, I like listening to guitar parts, and I like thinking, like, that's a cool part, and then how it interacts with the other parts. And the vocal melody is more important to me than what they're saying a lot of the time. At least at first glance, that's what I hear first is is melody. I know I've said that Mm -hmm. here before, but, um, you know, it might take me a long time to really know what a song's about or what what, what the specific lyrics are and stuff. 
Yeah, um, I agree with that. Even when I even when I start to know the lyrics, when I start, when I've heard them a little bit and I start to pick them up, I still don't always think about what the song's about for quite a while. And and then yeah. Aria is like asking me, "What does that mean? What are they talking about?" And I'm like, "I, I what, what are you talking on. about? Hold Listen on. to that snare drum. <laughs> I don't know yet, hun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I I listen to. The tones, obviously, like, is it, what is it going on with this guitar tone? What is going on with this guitar part? Could I play that? Is it in a weird tuning or not? Um, what's it doing? What's the bass doing along with it? Is it just yeah. following? Is it complementing? Uh, I listen to drum specifics a lot. Like, does it change every two bars, every four bars, every eight bars? Like, do I like this kick drum sound and the snare drum sound? And is it roomy or is it tight? And, like, all those things are, like, more interesting to me mm-hmm. than the way that the guy comes off the consonants, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it's, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know, that is, so. It's the technical stuff, I guess, that I find more interesting about, like instrumentation technicality. And not that vocals aren't an instrument, but I don't know. It's just different for me. Yeah, right, right. It's different. And it's like, and I think it's interesting to talk about, you know, my wife feeling that way, hearing songs that way, where she's like, and I'm sitting here going like, oh man, that snare drum. And she's like, what? I didn't even, like if I, what if is I a snare drum? Her, she was like, I wouldn't have even thought that there was a snare drum in this song. I, and it's like, you know, you know what I, I mean? She's she's receiving yeah. all the non-vocal stuff she's receiving almost as a feeling. As like know, one piece? Which is what you said. It sounds like what you're describing a little bit. You're hearing like the guitar and some other things that because, you know, of you've been in, you know, uh, well, whatever. I mean, she's sung in bands too, uh, lots of times and things like that. Yeah, Not, I think it's just the, the focus of like, as a guitarist, you listen to guitar. Yeah. And as a vocalist, you you listen to vocals. And, I'm, and you know, it's just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> Depends on where, where you're centered at. Like I am centered yeah. on guitar. And right. the next thing I think I'm, I should be centered on is the song overall. Big picture, okay. you know? So this makes me think of the next thing. I think this is turning into a good episode because we're just going off on random shit instead of That's what fine. we had planned, which although we pretty much tackled it. So anyway, <laughs> um, so yesterday, uh, Sunday, as we record this, um, I was tasked with, um, so our, our daughter is doing voice lessons now. And uh, <clears throat> I made uh, the first couple of songs she started doing with her teacher. I collected like... Um, karaoke versions with little like Mm. guide melody things on them, which is really convenient. Um, So she's on to like, now we're doing the next, she's doing a song from Cinderella now. And she was doing three little birds um, by Bob Marley. Cool. And well, okay. You can think it's cool if you want. (laughs) Justin, by the way, it's cool. She's doing it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Justin, for the audience who might not know, Justin famously hates reggae. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to tell my daughter what to sing or whatever. And she's learning, she's yeah, having okay. voice lessons, but, but now we're talking about like how you hear songs and how you analyze songs. So, uh, Marielle says to me, Hey, you need to like make her a track. There aren't any good. I was like, why don't we just use a karaoke version? She's like, there aren't any. So I assume, okay. I assumed spoiler alert, wrongly, that she'd <laughs> fucking checked before she said that to me, okay? so We're talking like, about, like, yeah, how you perceive music, and now we're just ragging on your wife. She was like, dude, it's it's just, but, 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 you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. go, just go strum it down. It's going to be three chords. It's literally three chords, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's A, D, E. And E is only coming in on the chorus. So anyway, or only on the verse, one or the other. I don't remember. So I come in. I'm like, all right, fine. So I find the thing. I basically, I, I copy in how I usually do these things when I'm trying to whip through them quickly. I import the song. Um, I actually tempo mapped it really quickly because he varies all over yeah, like 144. Yeah. Um, but it's like all over the place. But it's right at, anyway. So, and then I just kind of play along. I irritate the hell out of myself by I keep failing to hit the E at the right time because it's like so, <laughs> it's so simple that it's driving me crazy and how yeah, bored I get. Yeah. And um, so, so anyway, um, the... The song doesn't sound anything like what she's supposed to be singing. Like there is zero, like I wouldn't be able to sing along with this, Mm -hmm. hearing myself instead of Bob Marley. 
You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm like, there's okay, no way my yeah. sever. You know what I mean? It's nothing like it. And I go, well, I can't, you can't have reggae without the drums. In fact, here's what I realized. You can't, the, the bass and the drums are way the fuck more important than the guitar. In fact, the guitar is almost not mm. in the mix. I had to strain to hear it at first. And okay. it was like, well, wait a minute. Okay, so I so I program out the drums and it's like super hard to get right because the, there's all this like accent stuff going on on the hi-hat. Most of the song is played on the fucking hi-hat and I can't like, uh, oh, I'm driving <laughs> myself crazy. The bass I lay in easy enough because it's like, it's like the foundation of the thing and it's not too crazy. And there's like this little mm-hmm. horn thing in there and I'm like, she's really not going to understand it if I don't put in the horn thing. I had to take a break. You know, and and meanwhile, she's complaining like you've been out there for like an hour. What's going on? I'm like, this is fucking hard. Like, and yeah. and then I realized that she didn't realize that it wasn't just a guitar. Like, she literally, I don't think she'd even thought about how the song wasn't just guitar and vocals. And it's like oh, it's mostly not even either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and wow. so then I'm like, oh, this is driving me crazy. And she's like, well, why don't we just use the karaoke track then? I'm like, are you fucking serious? Did you Excuse just send me, me out here, complain about how long it's taking me because you lied to me and told me that there wasn't one? <laughs> so anyway, I was a little upset yesterday about spending like, uh, at the end yeah. of the t- uh, all told, like more than an hour, almost two hours or something on this thing that I then just scrapped because it sounded nothing like it. Like I laid in the basics yeah. of the drum part and I laid in the whole bass part and I played it back. And if I muted Bob Marley, it sounded, it played along with Bob Marley perfectly. But when I muted Bob Marley, it sounded nothing like the song. I couldn't, I couldn't have figured out where the vocals belong. And so, I mean, so there, there we have it. Like, and that's a, that's a difference in perception with, with her. She listens to hey, it. She was hearing the vocals f- and she's like, upbeats, just play the upbeats. You'll be done. What's taking you so long? You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's not even in the song, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget, Apple Music has that thing now where you can pull the vocals right out. I don't know if that song is one of them, but... It is the thing. Oh, well, I have a karaoke version that's pretty decent. Has okay, I good. actually need to, Just what saying. I need to add in for her is a little guide melody because the song's pretty bland oh, without yeah. the vocals too. So I'm going to like plunk yeah. on the piano. Do, 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 you know. That's... That's really interesting. Like I, I've talked to Beth about it too. Like I'll be hearing a song and I'm like, oh my God, this snare drum, this kick drum, whatever it is, that bass yeah. tone is insane. And she's like, who cares? <laughs> you know, who gives a shit? Or she's like, oh I would have God. never thought about that. And right. like, I know, but I don't know. It's what makes me, it gives me like, it feels like it gives me an extra layer of enjoying music, which is I, cool. I think so. Yeah. Or, or at times there are times when it bites you though, because like there are times for me when some sound is like bothers me, like I think it's badly done or something. It, it's like, there's some aspect of the mix oh, that I'm that, like, that, Oh, I really that is don't dig that. And it, it's like, I think this would it otherwise pull you out be of the a experience. good song. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, the, um, what is it? The ride symbol sound on the newest ghost record is just too intense for me. It is just it's like ping, 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 ping. It's just, God, it sounds like a nylon tip same, stick. I think I was hearing the same fucking thing. I I think I perceived maybe the hi-hat or something. It was Ghost. Like I was listening to Ghost and yeah. I heard like, boy, this symbol is really like, it's everything. It's everything. It's, a, it's here. It's mixed yeah. right now. Um, and I, I chalked it up to listening in the car for the first time. I was like, well, maybe it's just because I'm in the car. Hmm. A terrible place to listen to music, you know, yeah. critically. And I put it on a few days later with headphones. I'm like, no, there's that ride symbol. Holy shit. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, it just felt like a nylon tip stick, just like super intense, loud and really Mm. slicing over everything else. And I don't know, not for me, but I I still like the song is still good. It doesn't ruin the song, I think. So not not too far for the song. No, but every time I'm like, there's that fucking symbol. I feel that way sometimes about there's, there's been some things where I knew I was really into this record when I was a kid and I go back to Mm -hmm. it and realize that it's like the band and recording everything was, was young enough at the time that they didn't like the vocals are a little out of tune and Mm. there's, or, or like there's been a couple of things like some, some hardcore bands that I was into when I was younger. And nowadays I'm like, I hear places where they fall out a little bit and they're not totally in time with each other for these brief <laughs> moments. And it's like, 
oh, I can't do it anymore. It, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's, it's, ooh, ooh, really bothers me. <laughs> I can't go back yeah. to those anymore because of that. I only have my memory now. So it's like, I have to just try to remember. How good I, it was. I've run into that a little bit, like learning these covers for the band. So the song Flag mm. Pulsita by Harvey Danger, the bridge of that song is not in tempo. Like it just oh, kind no. of fizzles apart <laughs> and you're like, just waiting for that cue to kind of slam it back into the final chorus. And like, it's, it's maybe a stylistic choice, but it, it is just sort of like it tapers off and then uh, we're back in and it comes back uh, big and strong. But <laughs> it's not halftime. Like it's Eric's asking if it's halftime. It's not a, a clear halftime. It just slowly slows down in the bridge. Yeah. So it might've been like intentional, but it didn't come out it very might good be. kind of thing. Yeah, it's possible, I guess, but um, it's it's still tricky to follow when you're yeah. just playing along to the record. So well, now you, you can't look at a drummer. To make it and, better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, my baby's awake and he shouldn't be. So let's okay. wrap it up and let's wrap do it the up. thing of the week. Um, yeah, we're, we'll have to skip. Um, Pedal Genie is still alive. Oh yeah, we, shoot. I, I, I will mention we're we're gonna we're gonna skip that for sake of time because we don't have pedals, but we did manage to get in touch with Pedal Genie. We've been it's gonna be toast uh, next time. I swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> um, the but we got in touch with them. They had some um, they had some issues Wait. going on over there that they have figured out, and they are working now. They're they're working to get caught back up. So we were a little worried about them for a second, um, but we heard just today. We heard from them today. So well. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll be back on the Pedal Genie content soon. In the meantime, go to Pedal Genie and sign up because they're rad. And yeah. that's right, the deal. Let me play so. you a quick sound and let's do thing of the week. It's like one more time than I think it's going to. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's the Maris Enzo. It is the Maris Enzo. What a fun time. Okay, my thing of the week is another band. I've had a lot of music recommendations in the last few weeks. But uh, my my recommendation is a band called Stop, Drop, Rewind. And they are... I've heard of this. Have you really? I, I ser- I've heard. I've definitely heard that name before. I don't know if I've ever okay. listened to it, though. Okay, I think you should. They are mm-hmm. prog punk. Okay. Which is like, it's to me, it's like if Blink-182 got in with Rush, just that's all you need to know. All right. I think their Instagram page says what happens when a bunch of Midwest emo kids get jazz degrees. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so it's like cool technical music, but they're not afraid of like a good catchy pop punk hook. That sounds awesome. It's cool. Um, and yeah. I started listening to them and I was like, oh, let me check out their social media or whatever. Turns out they're touring and they're going to play Manchester, my town, in like a month and a half. Yeah. Opportunity so to go, I, I might go. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Anyway, check them out. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call out uh, the new remaster of Metroid Prime that Nintendo surprise released for Nintendo Switch. Um, that game is fantastic. It is like... Uh, <clears throat> it is a masterpiece and it's it's the it's what happened to Mario when they went 3D and made Mario 64. It took them until GameCube to do that for Metroid, mm. which is already a fantastic and iconic series and they fucking nailed it. And so this remaster is beautiful. They deserve to be you they deserved you to rebuy. Like I have my um mm-hmm. I played it on Wii. I have my copy still. Buy this one. I don't have a Switch. I'm emulating it on my computer. Like, buy it. <laughs> yeah. Play it on your Switch if you have one. It works good on a computer if you don't. Um, but pay them for <laughs> it, and it's great. Textures, a high res. Um, the game translates fantastically. They didn't change anything about it. It it transitions into 2023 beautifully, and I'm cool. excited because I think it means they're going to make some more. And I think it's a it's a fucking brilliant brilliant game. So love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, thanks for 234 episodes of the Tone Control. Reminder, <laughs> next time, Hank from Rattlesnake Cables will be here. Um, Hell yeah. So send in your questions for him and um, what you want to know about cables and why they're important and what makes them them. Yeah. Them as in Rattlesnake. So, <clears throat> yeah. 
So that's that. Yeah. And find us on discord.io slash tone control, where you can chat with us and see all the fun things that go on between episodes. And if you want to support the show, it's patreon.com. Uh, search there or just go to patreon.com slash the tone control. And there are lots of tiers and stuff. Patrons this week include Nick Greenwood, Carson Ricketts, starting the music, <laughs> Matthew Fenslaw, <laughs> Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Doug King, Big Daddy Doug, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini. Um, I guess oh, it's shit. upside down Sorry. exclamation point acoustic tonight. It's I. It's I acustic, like iPhone. I acoustic. Oh, I get it. I acoustic. I thought that was an upside, upside down I exclamation point. Upside- <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Uh, Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, Mako Guitars, Andrew Walsh of Andrew's Alcove, and Doug Christ of 37 Effects, and Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects. Thanks you all so much. And um, yeah, see you all next time. See you all next time. Peace. Bye.